All right, well, we're live and August 3rd. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, I, I don't know if this is confirmed yet, but I think at some point here in the next couple of weeks, we'll probably move this 100% to YouTube and off Facebook. So make sure you subscribe, Rolling Market Mashup. And yeah, Bob, welcome back. Friday, obviously, it was a crazy day. Wish you were there to kind of make sense of it all. But just to, okay. yeah, to quickly recap it, you know, the big mega cap companies reported better than expecting earnings aside from Google. And the market was kind of choppy all day. But then at the end of the day, there was what looked like panic buying into the big names. And you saw Apple rally 10%. You saw Facebook go up big. Amazon, not as much, but still a nice day. Pinterest, massive day. And then they got another upgrade this morning. I mean, it was just one company after the next. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see where the market goes from here. It looks like this morning things are set to open up again. And it looks like those names are the ones that are going to continue to rally. I mean, I have my watch list pulled up. And in addition to the big names, every name that I put in this morning is up. Peloton, Chewy, Roku, Beyond Meat, Etsy, Tesla, everything I'm looking at's up. And I'm not suggesting that we're at all in the euphoric stage because to me, the market's been all over the place and it hasn't been that great. But I am suggesting that maybe this is going to be the beginning of that. And I'm just curious to hear your guys' thoughts going into this week. Dad, start with you. Well, first of all, I was up uh, doing some Polaris side-by-side uh, driving and that is so much fun i'm sorry i didn't do it a couple of months ago so i would have bought the stock because that stock has been one of the big big winners in this and um you know friday we got what we needed we needed apple and amazon to have solid over the top numbers to keep the market on some type of uh you know continuing flow to the top. <laughs> and um, now everybody's waiting to see if Washington is gonna come together and everyone knows they're going to, it's just a matter of when. So they're trying to figure out what that means going forward for another few weeks of stimulus. Uh, you know, the credit card companies do better when there's uh, stimulus, The Day trading does better. The banks can take a sigh of relief for a couple of weeks. I mean, it just is uh, an, another injection of goodness. And the result is a strong, um, strong gold, strong Bitcoin, strong currencies other than the dollar. And the Fed is talking about relaxing their 2% inflation target which is another reason that gold is probably acting the way it is and the dollar is weak. Um, and that's where we're in right now. It's just this sweet spot where tech stocks go up, other stocks struggle. I don't know, it's not easy to uh, just go with a couple of names and stick with them. Mike. Um, I mean, yeah, I looked at, like I was telling you in Vaz Friday, I thought the tech earnings was going to be a non-event. I'm glad, obviously, it led to 
things looking good for those companies. I think it's just going to set up for a narrative of a good August, at least to start. Uh, I, I'm expecting a good week, to, at least to start off this week. And yeah, I, the bullish part of me is thinking the election, regardless of who's going to win, like dad was saying the last couple of weeks, shouldn't really tell things that much as much as prior elections based on the fact that it seems like the market's not worried if Biden's in as long as Bernie Sanders didn't win. So with that being said, I think we definitely have some turmoil potentially coming with trade war narrative, you know, coming back in the cycle. It seems like everything's a recurring pattern and that hasn't really been front and center as much lately. And I'm waiting for it to be, but I do think last week was good news for there at least not being too much negativity with sentiment with the what ifs after those, you needed the tech earnings to be great. If they weren't, I think we would have been having shit hitting the fan. Yeah, I mean, that definitely makes sense. I, I kind of have two things that I keep going back to that make me a little concerned about everything with the market. I don't know how far ahead the market looks. I know everyone always says six months. I'm thinking less about the election and more about the fact that obviously this last quarter was going to be good for the stocks that are or the companies that are doing well because of the stimulus package. And at the end of the day, what we do know is you're right, there is going to be another stimulus package, but it does sound like they're going to cool down a little bit on the unemployment benefits. And that's where I kind of am looking ahead. And it's tough for me to see a day where we're back to where we were a few months ago, where the unemployment rate was so low and everybody had great jobs. I just don't see that happening. So then I look ahead and I see this next stimulus package, which to me is going to be the last one. And that's also kind of a concern of mine because it's almost like the last bit of hope that the market has to look forward to. And then I ask myself, okay, is this stimulus package going to be as strong as the last one? And the last one kind of kept the economy going because the unemployment was so high that when people are getting an extra $600 a week on top of what they're normally getting, that's such an accumulant stimulator in itself. So if that isn't the same, people are going to start tightening up their pockets and their spending. And, and to me, that's going to create a more realistic atmosphere of where we're at right now. So that's something that's a little concerning. The, and, the one thing I would say about that is um, this stimulus package probably carries you to the election. And then um, obviously you have that couple of months when nobody's really in charge. But if the Democrats sweep, I guarantee you're going to get another huge stimulus of some kind that's going to be bigger than any of the ones we've had before. Gotcha. So you almost think that the market might be looking ahead and looking at the Democrats winning as a huge benefit because of the stimulus. Only, only for the stimulus, a huge benefit. As far as taxes go, it's going to you know, probably put everything upside down. So there's going to be issues with that. But as far as a stimulus goes, I think that's going to just continue until we get out of this thing. I don't, I don't see it stopping. Interesting. I mean, yeah. When you say that, it honestly makes me have to pause and reflect on what I even just said, because that's such a good point. And at the end of the day, it does look like that's what's going to happen. I, I don't know as much about a full sweep as much as it looks like Biden's probably going to win. And then you think about that and it's like, oh, OK, well, if that's what the market's looking ahead at, 
and this is just the beginning of tons of stimulus. And then, you know, there's obviously the bull narrative that people, or the bear narrative that people keep saying that what we, if we keep printing money, we're going to kill the dollar and eventually that's going to kill the market and all this. And it was interesting because listening to Muhammad Alarian this morning, he was on CNBC and I love that guy. And dad, I know you do too. Well, he was, he's been very cautious about the market the last few weeks. And he admitted that he sold a lot of positions a few weeks ago. And he says how clearly it was too soon. And he goes over why the conditions in the market aren't great. But he did also shoot down the whole notion of the currency just popping and the US dollar getting destroyed. He's like, it's just not going to happen. And at the end of the day, when you look at what's going on in these emerging countries, and that's where everyone's saying you should park your money. He's like, it's the same mess that's going on there that's going on here. So he's like, when you really think about, you know, how things are going to play out, it's not like this is just us. He's like, yeah, the United Nations probably has things a little bit more in control. But other than that, this is just uh, that's kind of what he was saying. But he is kind of bearish on where the market stands right now. What I found interesting, even the Mexican peso has been strong against the dollar and they have huge problems down there. I mean, it's kind of interesting that, you know, basically the traders are making these moves, at least in the beginning. And um, why would you take the Mexican peso over the dollar? <laughs> so. yeah. No, I, it, exactly. And yeah, and Mike, when you bring up the China thing, to me, like when I'm seeing reports come out that Microsoft is in talks to buy TikTok. I can't help but think that's obviously a forced hand. And that to me shows how bad things actually are right now between us and China to the point where we are essentially forcing the number one tech company right now, basically in the world that's popping up to sell to an American company to for reasons that are, you know, privacy related. But that's kind of how I look at that. And I know that's a huge positive for Microsoft. But, but it's not the whole company. They're going to sell like uh, the, the American and maybe a couple other countries uh, where TikTok works or, you know. So they'll sell the American version of TikTok, you're saying? Yeah, they're selling the, I think it's more than the United States. So I think it's um, maybe Australia and New Zealand. I don't know, a couple other countries plus the US. See, Bob, I love it because you, you always have an answer for every bear case that even exists. Like, I mean, it's funny because no matter what's going on, you always have a reason of why the market's going to look the other way. So when you think about the China thing, and I know we've talked about this before. I mean, a couple of years ago, that owned the narrative in the market. Every headline was good or bad. The market would move based on China. And I think it was about a month ago, you were kind of like, yeah, I don't think the market really cares if China and the U.S., completely at arm's length and elaborate. You, know, you also have to think, okay, the Chinese are sitting there and they're saying, okay, the United States has an election coming up. Let's just not get too crazy right now. Let's leave it alone. Let's not do much and let's see who wins. And then uh, I'm sure they think it's going to be a lot easier dealing with a Biden administration, even though the narrative is it'll be the same. Uh, at least they'll be able to understand uh, Biden better than Trump. I'm sure that's their thinking. So I don't know if you'll get a lot of noise out of China. 
So you uh, once again are looking at it like because maybe the market's looking ahead and seeing that Biden might be the president. You look at it like that's going to immediately cool off the tensions that we have with China. Well, I think they're already trying to cool it off from their end because what's the point of getting things to a frenzied state, which uh, may help Trump? I don't think they want Trump in there. Maybe no, they definitely don't. So, you know, from their point of view, they're better off keeping quiet, let things simmer over here and they got enough problems internally right now, you know, to, with everything going on. Yeah, China's falling apart. No one knows about it because they censor everything, but they have major issues. They don't have much time left. Well, I don't I don't know about that, but they look at everything long term. So from their point of view, they don't have a long term debt. They're they're really they have so many problems with their population. The people hate the government there. And it's yeah. at some point it's just not going to work. Let's switch gears for a second here and talk about DraftKings because I know that's a stock we talk about a lot on here. And sports are obviously somewhat back. They've been happening. And it seems like that stock's been acting awful once again. I'm, I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. Like even yeah, because of the virus. There's a lot of positive cases. Teams stopping. Baseball is in jeopardy of being canceled because their commissioner is a damn fool. The guy should be replaced immediately. And, you know, there's that what if when you think about the all the pro sports, if this starts trickling into you're seeing like a Matt Stafford now might not even be playing all year in the NFL. And you wonder it only takes a couple stars in any of these sports to come out and be like, oh, I'm not playing to see that stock plummet more. I, I think there's a lot of I'm annoyed I bought it when I did. I should have held out and gone with my gut because I, I feel like. I, I don't really know what the news was, but is that big fall on uh, Friday from um, what the baseball problem that took place? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. It's been falling based on the same news. It's not like well, is there any is, is there any news out talking about football being canceled? Because that's all that really matters. Well, there's news about more and more people opting out in the I, NFL. That's it, the problem. I saw something yesterday about players in the Pac-12 opting out. So I'm not sure if the Pac-12 season's getting canceled. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if all college, if they completely ax college sports, because you're having the NCAA, obviously, all they care about is their pockets. They don't care about the actual health of the athletes. And you're seeing families of these athletes and athletes just coming out being like, screw this. <laughs> so there's something's coming to a head there when you see – they're staying in conference, having only being able to play in certain places. At some point, if I'm a college athlete this year, there's no fans. There's all these what ifs. I don't want to be playing. Well, you know, it's interesting to me. I, I was watching um, my least favorite channel last night, CNN. And uh, they, instead of talking about the number of cases of COVID, they were, again, they were talking about how the death rate has gone up. And then I started looking into it and I noticed that the number of cases have dropped considerably in the last uh, week and a half around the country. So they're actually looking at old data, yeah, which basically means the death rate will be higher because there were more cases two, three weeks ago. But what's actually happening now, the cases are lower. Wonder what it's like being paid to be a puppet like that, like Chris Cuomo. He gets millions right. of dollars to just 
Well, no, I mean, I think the scare factor was pretty big last week. That was the narrative. So the question will be, will that quiet down this week? Either way, though, it's a great buying opportunity as a long-term holder of DraftKings because let's be real, sports aren't going extinct. Well, yeah, short-term problem. I still still will say the NFL is going to have their season no matter what. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I think they all kind of will, just because the players need to, just for financial reasons. But I almost wonder if what's happening is now that sports are back, maybe behind closed doors, they're seeing that the numbers are just a little bit softer with DraftKings betting that they originally. Yeah, because everyone's playing the stock market. You got like I don't know, like Portnoy literally tweeted last night saying. Uh, this is a controversial um, statement I'm about to make, but these sports are basically like preseason. It's like, this has been a joke, just the atmosphere and the way the players have been playing. It, it was some tweet that basically implied, I'm not into this right now. I don't know how everybody else feels. And that comes from a guy who, you know, is obsessed with sports. Well, yeah, how could you be into it? There's a lot of sports as the fan base and athletes, you know, as important as they are, there's no pro sports or college sports without fans. I will say, I, I haven't even watched any of the games, but when I was uh, out to dinner, I looked over and saw one of the basketball games was on TV. And whatever they're doing with the virtual fan stuff, it, it, it's cool from a visual TV point of view. I like, mean, the NBA seems the same to me. When you're watching the LeBron going up against Kawhi Leonard last week, Clippers, Lakers, there was it was a competitive game that felt like a real NBA game. There was no doubt, but you had a couple of the best players on the planet. It was one of those types of games. So I think a lot of it is that too, is the level of competition, these guys getting back in playing shape. When Portnoy is talking about the preseason, yeah, everyone's been off for months. What do you expect? Has the hockey been good or not? I mean, the Rangers lost their first game. From what I've seen on social media, I think it has been pretty good in terms of exciting fighting, like it's hockey. So I'm sure they, they dove right into it. And yeah, I don't think people are like slow. I'm not worried about the numbers of people betting. Everyone's a degenerate when it comes to that stuff. I don't think you're going to see people just. Maybe more people are playing in stocks though. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But let's switch gears here. We got a few earnings this week of stocks that we bring up a lot on the show. One being beyond meat, Mike. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, if I, if you don't own Beyond Meat going into earnings, I would jump on that immediately because I don't care what the chart looks like. This is way more of this is a very unique situation where to me there's an exception with charts and technicals. It's when you have a situation where you're ahead of the narrative around the world and Beyond Meat, any way you spin it, is here to stay. And I can tell you firsthand, it's delicious. The ingredients are legit. And they're just being widespread more and more behind closed doors. You're going to have a hard time finding a better opportunity to get in this. There you go. And then another stock that I've been big on that I own a pretty sizable position in that I'm nervous for their earnings, but they're coming up this week is APT, which is Alpha Pro Tech, which is the protective gear company. And here's the thing with them. During every pandemic, They've seen their stocks spike heavily, and then after the pandemic's over, it comes back down. But 
this time I think it's a little bit different in the sense that, hey, this pandemic is the first pandemic that's actually, in my opinion, really had like a widespread impact on our country. The other ones didn't change the day to day. You didn't see people in masks. You didn't see restaurants with their plastic shields or anything like that. So I think this company is starting to probably get a lot of orders that are reoccurring. And I think people are planning on sticking with this type of stuff into the future, not necessarily looking at this as like, oh, this is a one-time thing. Schools are trying to open. They need to have this type of stuff going back to school. So again, I'm nervous because I just never know what the big money is going to do in earnings, even if the earnings are good or bad. You just don't know what they're thinking. But I'll obviously be glued in. I think they have their earnings Wednesday morning before the market opens. And they're up nice today, which is good. They had that spike last week on high volume where they temporarily went to, I think it was 25.50, and then it kind of sold off the rest of the day. And just looking back, I'm wondering, Dad, if this is something to be said for potentially good earnings that are set to come is when you see throughout like a couple months, every couple weeks, there's these big volume spikes and then the stock slowly sells off just from the day traders, but the big volume have been spikes. I'm wondering if that's, you know, people getting in that know something or is that just nothing? I don't think you could really say one way or the other, but, um, you know, you would think that their projections going forward are going to be positive. I think most people think they'll have good numbers based on the uh, pandemic. There's a 40% short interest in the stock. Yeah, well, that's that's a good thing going into earnings because right before the earnings, similar to Apple, you saw a little bit of um, short covering before the numbers. Um, and then if, there, if the numbers come through, the shorts get squeezed. Not that Apple had a big short interest because it didn't, but um, the shorts do tend to cover right before the earnings at least part of their positions. So it wouldn't surprise me if the stock has a good couple of days here. Who knows after the earnings? <clears throat> gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so. I mean, it'd be great if I could even get out before the earnings because I, I don't like. Yeah, and another, you know, plug is the other one that we've been talking about all the time. I tried shorting it again this morning and could not borrow shares. Wow, it's up uh, nice pre-market. Yeah, it's up nice pre-market. I'm completely flat. I covered my last uh, short at seven and a half area. And, you know, I think anytime this thing gets in the eight, high eights, you got to short it again. At but at some point, you've you got to look at the chart and think like, okay, I, I don't know when this point is in your mind, but at some point it's sold off enough where well, the earnings are coming out and we'll get the real picture of the fundamentals. And then sure. we'll um, but based on what, the company was doing when the stock was five bucks. I'm sure it's too high right now. <laughs> yeah. And then another earnings that's this week, I think before the bell, I think also Wednesday, maybe tomorrow is this LiveX, LiveX live media company that I now have a position in and they do the live streaming and live streaming for concerts, stuff like that. Their stock has not been acting great. I'm down on it. I got in at around 391 and then averaged down to 366. And right now the stock's at like 303. And, you know, they, uh, they've been having some positive headlines lately. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with earnings. 
the one thing that happened was like two weeks ago, they did the share offering at 414 to kind of improve their balance sheet. And it just didn't work out for their stock at all. And that's what sent their stock in a downtrend. Bob, when I brought it up to you, you said you thought you, you kind of liked it once it got down to three. It, it triple bottomed at three and yeah. since then it's been kind of hovering there. So what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, it's probably okay. I just uh, don't have a lot of conviction, but that's a level to play it. If you're going to play it. Yeah. The uh, average, there's been a lot of different companies that have covered this stock in the last year. And the average consensus is like in the mid fives but I don't really know how much that matters at all. And honestly, once I'm able to close out of that position and my APT position, I'm back to not screwing around. I don't like playing these names that are just like, <laughs> I'm annoyed at myself for getting involved in these names. I'd much rather be out there playing around with the Microsofts of the world. And well, you, know, you know, one of the reasons APT might be strong today is because people have the wrong symbol. Because punch in ADT, oh, I know. <laughs> which has a Google thing going on today, and the stock's up huge. Yeah, do you actually think there might be something to that? Yeah, you I do. Know, right? you I mean, all the ADTs, ABTs, you know, they were all acting well today. There's been a lot of A with the last ticker T. I mean, and yeah, we saw one of our viewers, Valerie Bartel, brought up that, you know, on Robinhood Friday, you had TLSA, which is not Tesla be the second most popular stock. <laughs> Clearly they thought it was, people probably thought that was Tesla. So maybe that's a question for how much is buying a stock that you think people are gonna buy accidentally. So that's why, maybe that's why Alcoa never goes up because it's AA. You know, people think it's American Airlines. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. One I, thing I'll tell you guys, I bought some, I got back in ALGN Friday. If you wanna pull up that ticker, it's Invisalign ran into Corey's brother last week who works there and he seemed very, I know he's obviously needs to be gung ho with where he's employed being pumped up, but he seemed very, very excited about what's going on there internally. When you think about the pent up demand of Invisalign throughout this whole pandemic, uh, ALGN is a great stock. This stock has acted great throughout the pandemic. It has. I have owned it for a long time. I got out recently. I just got back in. I, I thought it was a bit too high, over 300. But this thing at some point was at, in the 360 range, and it's going to go way higher. It should be a $400 plus dollar stock in the next year. Uh, I got in back on Friday at 291. I, th I think this is just a great holding as an anchor. As a long it looks like a good area to get in if you're going to play this. Exactly. So this this is just, I also got finally back in Zillow Group on a dip the other day. I was waiting. I'm done being on the sidelines there. I know you guys have known. What's, I've another, known. what's another company that has their earnings this week? And I saw Redfin had really good earnings last week. I don't know if there's going to be any synergy there, but they're in the same industry. It so. wouldn't shock you. Yeah. I mean, both those are just great long-term real estate plays. So when you, these are not short-term stocks, ZG and ALGN for me are going to be holdings now where on any dips, I'll just be adding. I did get pretty aggressive with both. ZG so. has gone on such a tear since it's March lows. It's it has, but this is why I got in it. I was see, watching the chart. I keep seeing their pattern of they'll dip a little and then go up and hit new time highs, dip a little, 
they're clearly ready to break out on another level. They're, they just hit their all-time highs last week, going north of 70. And I'm done being on the sidelines waiting for this thing to be at 80 and then being like, oh, I'll get back. I'll get in when it dips to 75. I'm just holding it now. This is a phenomenal stock. Their CEO is a behemoth, former Microsoft guy, Richard Barton, genius. And he's re- he's completely resurrected real estate. You're going to see this company now with two different advertising models, with advertising and house flipping. They, they have a lot of great stuff coming in the pipeline. Well, it'll be real interesting to listen to that conference call to see how that house flipping business is going. Because that is really what separates them from other real estate companies. And you got to see if it's working or just what the comments are. There's that. no doubt it's working. That's no, what it's talking about. That's what the that's why it's good to be on these quarterly calls to hear what the uh, company says. I will say everybody loves Zilla, including myself. I'm on there all the time. I know that doesn't have anything to do with what you're saying right now, Dad. But but it does, Dan, because yeah. when you think about it, everyone yeah. loves Zillow. No, They're an advertising portal. Yeah, I like like I'm with you. I love I love the stock and I love the company. The question I have is, look, Microsoft's earnings were kind of mediocre compared to these other behemoths. How big is this TikTok thing for them? It's huge. Like to me, Microsoft is, and here's the thing. I didn't realize the whole the international thing you were talking about where they're only buying the American version. So well, I don't really not know. only the American, it's some other countries. Yeah, I mean, I look at it like TikTok is now basically bigger than Instagram. So Microsoft is essentially buying a company that's almost the size of Facebook. Like, that's how I look at that. It's, to me, almost a trillion-dollar acquisition when you look at, like, what the long-term value is on that. I mean, it's phenomenal for Microsoft's demographic outreach. When you look at they own Xbox, and that Dan and I were talking offline at first. I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, oh, yeah, they own Mike. They own Xbox. So that synergy in itself with the future of gaming and live streaming and enticing gamers to be doing things, I think there's going to be phenomenal ways to intersect those things. So if you look at the Microsoft chart real quick, you're five points away from uh, an all-time high based on where the stock's trading in the pre-market. Well, this will get you there. This thing, if this blows through, I mean, Microsoft could be $250. Dan was saying that a couple weeks ago. It's going to $250. There's no doubt about it. Look, the thing is, you just don't know when you're going to wake up to a market that's down 2000 points. It could happen any day. We're in that type of, we're in that type of environment. I don't care what anybody says. Well, maybe it'll be up 2000 points. No, no, that's the point. I mean, do you buy Apple when it's 432 after big earnings and a big run up? No, but if you and you look at the chart, if there is a big down day or two, Apple could be back down at 400. Yeah, I know. But see, I, can. I look at that. You buy Apple and just hold it for the long run. You can well, wait. That's right. going over with Zillow. You can wait for dip. Oh, Let me just say, unless you're, well, you're right. But just from experience, like, yeah, if your outlook is years out, great. But there's no doubt if there's a pullback and you're just looking at it like, oh, I'm just going to buy Apple long term. You might be years in the red because like dad just said, Apple can correct by over 30% in a snap of a finger if the market pulls back. 
Well, I'm I not saying it. 30. 30%. Yeah, I, I, I am. When you look at what happened in 2018 in December, I mean, yeah, it could yeah, happen. To me, it could easily happen. And the I problem is, that. you don't know at what point that happens. Like, it could be 30% from 550 and not 432. I know. I know. That really is the problem. And that's where this market environment is tricky because it'd be great to be on the other side of it when that time comes. But we are definitely nowhere near, in my opinion, any sort of euphoric stage. The market's been tough. It's It hasn't been easy. It's been all over the place. And we've been stuck in a really specific range. So, yeah, I'd love to see it blow out. And, you know, I'm long on all those big names. Not as much as I was a month ago. But, hey. One good way to hedge against this election, too, when you start thinking about some of these names like Apple, if you're um, – uh, long and you're in the money big time is to sell the uh, December options, which allows you to get out of the stock before the end of the year if there's going to be a tax issue. And um, it also hedges you against the election. I don't like these hedges is how you make no money. I'm not a fan <laughs> of hedging anything. It's like right, when I we're, we're wrapping it up. We're, we're past right. our to be spoken about on another day. Our stock of the day and week continues to be Pinterest. Wait for a little pullback. But even after they went up over 30% on Friday, they got another upgrade this morning. Their growth is explosive. They're about to be at all-time highs. Get on Beyond Meat before the earnings. Trust me. Cool, guys. I don't know. Microsoft is my pick of the day. Um, 